right. Welcome, Ashley, to the Let's Talk Nova podcast. Thank you, Ailish. I'm so happy to be here. I'm delighted that you're here. Like, <laughs> the world needs to hear this woman. Oh, yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so I guess we might as well share with everyone how we know each other. Of course. Of course. You want me to start? You can. Yeah, okay. Far, yeah. So uh, we work together and we've been working together for three years um, in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. No, it's <laughs> you okay, can say Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're on planet Mars at the moment. <laughs> we work together in Mars. <laughs> So we met each other on Pluto, but okay, so um, yeah, and we actually got to know each other a lot better when I moved over to your building, so Mm. that is when we started chatting and um, getting to know each other. I think the first time I realized um, some of the things that you were into is like when we would be like on the same duty and then we would talk and Mm. yeah. Yeah, we've had some great chats on yeah, Tuesday. We've had some great chats on Tuesday. Obviously, we're supervising the children. We are too. definitely supervising the children. Okay? <laughs> they are watched well. They are watched very well. <laughs> very, very well protected. <laughs> 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 so, I asked Ashley here to be a guest on my podcast simply because you exude so much positivity. Oh, thank you. At work. You are. A breath of fresh air to be around and <laughs> thank you and I do feel like you have a lot of value to offer and to share okay. and I think I'd love to hear about your expat journey well I'd love to share it yes. so should I just start with like where I'm from and a little bit more about me go for it well yes, please thank you so um so a little bit about me is I am originally from Virginia in the United States mm-hmm. And I moved out here in August of 2017. So this is my third year, just completed my third year here in the UAE. Um, And it's my first time living abroad. So it's been quite an experience for my first expat experience. Uh, You know, like sometimes people that are expats, they've lived somewhere else first. And Mm. yeah, so this is my first time living outside of my home country. Wow. Yeah. Did you already have your passport? Or did you need to get your passport to come here? No, no. I had my passport. Um, I traveled before I moved, but so a lot of people like on in North America, like, and I can't speak for everyone, so this is totally not a a blanket generalized all North Americans only go to the Caribbean type of statement. But the extension of my travels was usually just the same like the same side of the world. Like mm-hmm. the Caribbean, like Mexico, like places that weren't that far away from home but um i definitely had a passport the furthest that i had been was spain in 2016 i went the summer of 2016 that was my first time going across the pond as we would call it Mm. and um after i got back from that trip i shared like my photos on facebook and everyone was like you go girl like this is awesome you know like oh you know they were loving all my pictures and i was like (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And then I just happened to notice that a lot of older people, the comment, the similarity in their comments was like, "Do it now while you can," mm. and that kind of like clicked with me to be like, and not to say like, I don't know. I had been on trips before. I had traveled before. I, I mean, obviously, I'd done things, and I felt like I was living my life. But I also felt like it was like a 
sometimes I try to think about the trends that older people are saying to you. Mm-hmm. What's the commonality between between the things that they're saying? And one of the things they'll say is like, oh, you got plenty of time when it comes to like when you're trying to rush your life to move mm-hmm. forward with something. And people are like, oh, you got plenty of time. You can take your time. And then they were saying, do it now while you can. Mm-hmm. Like while you're able to go and just pick up and travel, do it. And so that kind of like sparked something in me to say, okay, you know, that's a good point. And then the, that was summer of 2016. So then by December of 2016, I had applied for a job to move abroad, taking the big leap. And then I got the job in January and moved by August and the rest is history. I love it. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you were really inspired by those comments, you know, that it was... Mm -hmm like um a moment of realization maybe for you as well yeah 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 like I mean because you know before when I was living at home I I feel like I wouldn't say I put my life on pause but a lot of times I do feel like I was like waiting for you know how sometimes people will be like oh I can't do this until I do this or I need to do this first before I can do this or Things like that. And I I feel like I was kind of sitting around waiting for certain things to happen in my life that I thought should have been happening Mm. by a certain time, especially by a certain age. And then I was like, yes, do it now while you can. Because, Mm. you know, even my friends, some of my friends, they uh, would say like, you know, if they didn't have children, they would travel the world. And I'm like, I don't have any kids. I can travel the world or... You know, if you're like, oh, if, you know, if I didn't have this or if I didn't, if I could do that. And I'm like looking at my own life and I'm like, you can do this. Yeah. What's stopping you other than yourself? Mm-hmm. So that's when I was like, take the chance and see what happens. I got the job and here I am. And here you are. And here I am. On the Let's Talk Nova podcast. <laughs> yes. Love it. In Abu Dhabi. In Abu Dhabi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... When you hear the meaning of Novaturiant, mm-hmm. which is to seek or desire a powerful change in your life, yeah. how does that relate to your life? That would be exactly what happened when I applied for the jobs to move mm-hmm. overseas. Like, I literally, I said, this is the time to do it because, you know, it's like, my thing is in life, you can sit around and wait and see which direction life goes in, or you could you know, you could do something to put it out there and see what happens. And my thing was, at least try. If it works out for you to move abroad, then you will. If it doesn't, then it just wasn't meant for you to go, so Mm -hmm. you'll stay. And I did not realize that moving abroad was going to change my life as much as it has. But now it has, I am a totally different person and I am 100% like transformed and I, I I feel like it's all owed to my experience of moving outside of my culture and my country mm-hmm. and what I'm used to and what I'm familiar with and mm-hmm. what I'm comfortable with and being in this foreign land where I'm like, okay, like a fish out of water, you know, like mm-hmm. and trying to survive, but not as aggressive. Like, you know, obviously the fish out of the water is not going to survive for long. Yeah. I'm thriving. Yeah, you're I'm doing driving. great. Yeah, you found the water. Uh, oh, I found the water. You found it's the water. It's a different pond. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been it's been amazing. So to be honest, like I, when I think about what did you say, desire to have a big change in your life? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did not expect it was gonna. Like, I didn't do it to, I didn't anticipate that was going to happen. It's kind of like a byproduct. 
I like that. Of yeah. Like the cause and effect. I think um, everyone can relate to that mm-hmm. where their expat experience it creates the the transformative experience is the byproduct of it. Yeah. Where some people don't expect it, I think. No. I think some people probably do, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't anticipate the extent oh, of yeah. how cha- how transformative it can be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, mm. I definitely am I'm in, in awe sometimes when I think back over just how I used to be, the way I used to think mm. to what I, I where I'm at right now is totally different. Yeah. And um such a short amount of time for you as well. Such like three years. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean and even shorter. Like it started I feel like my transformation started um spring of twenty eighteen. So that was like uh less than a year of me being here. Mm. I didn't know what was starting though. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. The transformation started but I had no idea what was happening. Mm-hmm. It's just but as you look back over your life and you're looking at ah. Oh, that's when it happened. Yeah, like yeah. you see then, the dots start to connect. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is monumental. So, um, yeah, like it's, it's. I will say this. Before I moved, I did say my plans for coming out here was to be open. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going to be this open. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say this open, I mean like, <laughs> I I don't know, like, I just, I could not have imagined the life that I have. It's just. With the open-mindedness and the liberal thinking. Yeah. 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 Like I did not expect to come here and to be the person that I am now. But I'm very happy with the person that I am now. You know what I mean? Like just the, the, the transformation, the growth that I feel like I've needed to adapt to, to better enjoy my experience mm-hmm. here. Because I think when it comes to moving to uh, a different place, when it's outside of your culture and outside of what you're comfortable with and, and with your, and outside of what you are familiar with, you know, some people hate it here, you know, like, and here in a sense of like, they're not having a great experience as an expat. And it's mm-hmm. not the fault of the country or not the fault of the place is just a sense of I personally think it's it's them and how they're adapting or not adapting mm-hmm. to this new environment. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things someone told me before I moved here, especially when it comes to um, work, was don't come over here thinking it's going to be like it's at, it is at home. You know, like because a lot of people will say we don't do it like that where I'm from, and that was one of the biggest pieces of advice. Is what well, advice is. One of the biggest piece of advice that I received was whatever you think it's supposed to be, forget it. And mm. then you, you know, you show up to what it is mm-hmm. and you embrace it mm-hmm. and you, you do, you, you adapt to it and you yeah. work with it. And that I feel like was a great piece of advice because, you know, you can, you can find yourself really frustrated and stuck mm. in your own way of thinking and you, and miss, the expectations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, and you're miserable because mm-hmm. you think it's it should be this way, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing you can do about it. So it's mm-hmm. either, you know, you roll with it or you, you, you struggle. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Or you jump ship. Yeah. Or you go back home. Yeah. Leave in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, like, what was the, did you have any moment of realization where it was like shock or hmm. frustration? Like, was there a struggle period? Mm, yeah, I would say when I first moved here, 
I think just trying to adapt to like, okay, um, you know, like trying to adapt to being able to connect with my family. Like I went home for Christmas my first year because um, I was like, you know, I need to get back and I need to see my family. And um, I didn't have a lot of, I was friendly with everyone when I first moved here. But like, as for close friends, I didn't really have that. Um, can I say like I struggle with dating? <laughs> You can Should if you want. That? Yeah, yeah, of course you can. <laughs> I wouldn't say I struggle with it, but I, you know, that was a, a challenge too, like mm. trying to meet somebody and then it was just this, <sighs> what? <laughs> you know, like just this feeling of like defeat. Deflated of, like, balloon. Yeah, like, you know, you think, okay, I'm out to go and meet this exotic man. No. <laughs> <laughs> or just, oh, the expectations. Oh, right, uh-huh. right. You're like, oh you know meeting men from all over the world and that thing is just everything at once like and I think it's also was me and my myself that I came here with mm-hmm. adapting to this was making trying to adapt to this made it it difficult like I felt like um I didn't really I don't think I really felt like I I tapped into the the mind of my of my own when I first was here like I kind of was like a chameleon kind of trying to like just survive if you mm-hmm. will you know and then like you kind of have this feeling of like, almost like, not scared, but, you know, you, you hear about all the rules and you got to do this and you can't do this. And, you know, just trying to be on this straight and narrow and then trying to just navigate all of that. And it's, I don't know, I, I didn't, I never thought I was like miserable where I wouldn't stay or I would go back, go back home and be like, this isn't for me. But it was definitely an adjustment period. Mm. And I think it's inevitable that we have to adjust because it is so different. Yeah. 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 I mean, Mm. even when you meet people that are from your country or whatever, you meet people who are culturally like similar, it's Mm. still different because we're all from different places. You know, we all have different mindsets. Um, And then we're like, we're kind of like just a big like melting pot of different experiences Mm. and people. And that shapes your everyday life, you know, Mm Because this is what you're you're surrounded with, you know, like you realize how much of outside of the box, outside of the tank you are when you really start to look around, you know. Mm. So were there any moments of self-doubt creeping in? About being here? Mm. Um, mm, not necessarily. I wouldn't say self-doubt about being here. Um, maybe in a sense of like, um, like, uh, yeah, you know what? I take that back. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. like just, uh, you know, are you really happy here? Like just trying to find that, that footing of like, what does happiness look like? Or what is, mm-hmm. you know, this being a good experience look like? I've always, I traveled a lot my first year and I was very happy about that. Mm-hmm. Every time we got a break, I was on the plane. And Where was your favorite place? Um... My favorite place, what would I say would be my favorite place? Uh, I love Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I've been there twice since I've been here. And um, I just love it. It's such a vibe. Like the people are so mm-hmm. kind. The food is good. It's just like uh, the aura of the, of the place is just, I mean, the country is just lush mm-hmm. greenery. Just sin. Have you been before? I have. It's yeah. beautiful. I love it. Yeah, all the tea plantations. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Hikadua down at the bottom. Yeah, I didn't go down there, but I did, the two times that I went, I did, um, 
I went to a southern, we were in the southern region I went the first time. Um, shoot, I can't remember the Candy? name. No. No, it was, um, uh, shoot. I can't even remember. It's been so long. I can't remember there. either. And then the second time, it was like more like um, central, like north, north central like area. Oh, yeah. um, but I loved it. I, I think I did Candy the second time. Yeah. And then I went down to like uh, Nora Elia. Oh, no. Ella. Yeah. Uh, is it called Ella? Else. It starts no. with an N and an E. I took the train down. <clears throat> that was nice. But I loved it. Mm. And, um, you know, I've also, like, enjoyed, like, going to places I had never even thought about going to before I moved here. Like, I went to Azerbaijan. First of all, I never had even heard of it before I moved here. <laughs> ever. And I was like, what? And then um, I had I was talking to this guy one time, and he was saying something about how he went to Georgia, and I was like, the state? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know that that was the thing either. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Georgia as well. Like, so it's it's been great. The traveling um, has been amazing because it's like you know, it's just things you dream about, and mm. to get to these places from North America is like so expensive, and you know, you wouldn't even have the time to like you know get out and and get to some of these places that you could do in like a weekend while you're here Mm -hmm. you know like go to egypt for three days and that's enough time and come right back you know you know from home you'd have to take the whole week or you know even longer maybe Mm -hmm. so yeah we definitely are privileged Mm -hmm. and very lucky with the travel opportunities we have here yes yeah because it's very centrally located Mm -hmm. and you know to get and we get a lot of breaks so you know we have the time Mm -hmm. to do it and then it's like for all the other benefits of being out here, it's like, yeah, this yeah. is great. So tell me, what tools did you use then to have that adjustment period when you you adapted? Well, um, I would say that for me, I I would say like okay, so my first year was the year where I was. It was truly an adjustment, like you know, just trying to get to know the school. I was not really happy with like everything that was happening in my life because it was just I don't know I I don't know what my thoughts were supposed like what I was expecting it was going to be like but Mm -hmm. I definitely found myself sometimes thinking like you know what am I doing like this is is this it (laughs) you know like what what is happening here um and as much as I thought it was great to be here I wasn't 100% basking in that greatness like it was kind of almost like taking it for granted like to really think about like what I was doing like you have been able to move abroad and you know like some of my friends and family from like home like you know like they have only like worked and lived in the states and this seems like to me it's like it was a great opportunity and I'm like I didn't feel like I was fully taking that in um and I'm like you know you're really blessed that you were able to do this so I would say like uh February ish of 2018 I was at a point where I was just like so unhappy with just I couldn't even tell you why, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like just unhappy about certain things, just feeling very much lost. Like, what am I doing? And then randomly I was at the bookstore and I found a gratitude journal and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to treat myself to coffee and get the gratitude journal. And mm-hmm. I never had been a person that does like daily gratitude, you know, like people really like swear by it cause it's very powerful. I don't know if you know. Oh, yeah. You, you do the gratitudes, right? Yeah. I might do one or two a day, you, you know? You do the gratitudes. <laughs> I mean, it's powerful, right? 
Oh, it is so powerful, yeah. And I, you know, to be honest, oh, excuse me, at first mm. I, I, I was like, eh, you know, we'll see. I thought it was a nice looking journal. It was pretty. So I was like, I'll get it. And then I just said, you know, I'm going to stick to it. And something clicked in me while I was doing that. I didn't even know what was happening, but I just continued to do it. And some days you feel like silly. You're like, um, grateful for... Because sometimes it's the same thing. I ate breakfast this morning. Like Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I have um, been asked before, do I write the same thing every day that I'm grateful for? Yeah. Sometimes I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. me too. Mm-hmm. And then there might be something different. You know, obviously yeah. things change and something new might be in your life or something new might be happening or a yeah. new opportunity. And, of course, that would be on there. But, of course, like, every single day I write down... I am grateful for my family and friends. Like, yeah. that's always the first line I write. Mm-hmm. So I suppose, just as a side note, if for anyone listening, you don't need to think that it has to be a fresh list oh. of gratitudes every day, you know, because they're good reminders when you do them every day as well. And it's like, you think about it, if it was, if these things were taken away from you, how would that affect your life? Oh my God, yeah. You know, and I think when you look at it from that perspective, like, it's it really it's a game changer mm-hmm. and um you know i think sometimes people feel like it's it's silly you know it's just this is such a small thing and i'm like yeah but it's huge if you didn't have this like if i was like mm, grateful i ate breakfast this morning like to have the choice of being able to pick out what you want to eat you know mm-hmm. to have an abundance of food to choose from you know like there's mm-hmm. some people who don't have that on their list because yeah. they don't have that in their lives and when you look at it from that perspective, it really does show you like how you are truly abundantly blessed mm-hmm. in any kind of way that you may be. So it started with that. And um, then I had to like change my perspective about just like my expectations about my experience here. Mm-hmm. You know, and once I did that, I was like seeking the knowledge of like seeing life from a different perspective mm-hmm. and being more open minded. And it's like it started with like the gratitudes. It started with like reading a lot of books on like uh, mindset shifts. Um, That was huge, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I started to see how little by little things were starting to shift for me. And it's made a big difference in my attitude. It's made a big difference in, you know, the way that I react or interact with other people, how I um, just view the life that I have. And it's, it's been great. So to recap, you had gratitude journal, mm-hmm. books. Yeah. Was there anything else? Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, I love podcasts, YouTube videos, um, and just yeah, that's about it. But just just taking those moments every day to like journaling. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of journaling, and you know what? I love journaling because you can go back and look over your old entries, mm-hmm. and you can see how something that you were just so upset about distraught about whatever you were thinking and then you're like girl (laughs) (laughs) i have this so right before i moved here i have um this my um this is a great story you want to hear this please okay okay. yes yes (laughs) i mean at least i think it's great so (laughs) so right before i so i used to be very anxious very impatient very like what is it gonna happen what you know like Gotta be like, you know, like just so like uh, energy was like a ball, a wad of like just, you know, you give me, right? I got you. I got you. And before I moved here, like, I mean, things were out of my control. So many things, like, especially like 
the way that, that communication was done. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you may get an email from someone to say, this is what's going to happen. And it's four weeks later, you still haven't heard from them. Yeah. And you're like, so do you guys want me to come or not? Yeah. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so, so that's where I think it began with me realizing how to release my mm-hmm. need to think I needed to be in control of stuff. But it was a hard lesson in 2017 because right before I came here, so my sister was pregnant with her second child and she was due on July 11th and I was planning to go on this trip on July 13th and she was like you know I want you to be here when the baby comes and so I was like well you know let's get this baby out of here like if I was like on July 1st I was like okay let's googling stuff like how do you get somebody to go into labor so I'm like trying to like control the situation and I'm like okay I was like you need to be walking you need these spicy foods you need to, let me give you a foot massage like all these things I was trying to do to control the situation and I also didn't know when I was leaving because they hadn't given me the leave date yet. Okay. So I'm like stressed to the max. Yeah. And, you know, it got to the point where I'm journaling, right? And there was one day where I'm journaling and my sister was just like, you know, if the baby doesn't come before your trip, like, could you just not go? And I was like, uh. Because <laughs> she, cause she had another, she has another child. So she was like, who's going to be here to watch him? Like if I'm going to labor in the middle of the night and like all these what ifs, right? And so I was just like, you know, feeling bad, like feeling like I should be there for my sister and I should help her out. And then she she gave me this like, you know, I can't believe you would even book a trip so close to my due date. I was like, yeah, well, when I booked it, you said you didn't care. She's like, yeah, well, that's what I said back then. But I did care. All this stuff, right? So I'm like all upset and stressed, super stressed. So I'm journaling and I'm like, I'm about to miss this trip. And I'm so upset because I, her her son was two at the time. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, he is not listening to me. I mean, I'm, I can feel the tension through the pages. Yeah. And I just remember that moment is comical for me. And I love reading that injury because yes. I was so worked up and trying to control. And I'm like, I know I should be grateful. And I know I should just relax and let things happen. But And then a bird shattered on me while I was sitting out <laughs> under the tree. <laughs> I can't believe this. And I wrote it down in the journal too. And and I love that entry because every time I read it, I'm like, you were so worked up. You were so like, what's going to happen? And then how it ended up was the baby came eight days late. I went on my trip. And she was still pregnant when I got back, and it was, everything worked out perfectly. Oh my gosh! And then I found out I wasn't getting, I wasn't leaving until a month later. So I was still able to stay and Aww. spend time with my family, and mm-hmm. you know, like see the baby and be there for at least a month after he was born. And I was stressing because a lot of other people were getting their leave date that they were going to leave on July nineteenth, and from other like schools and stuff. Yeah. Like you know, in the Facebook communities, people are like, "I'm leaving on July nineteenth," and I'm like, mm. "We still, we still don't know when we're leaving." Like, yeah. When are we going to leave, you know? and um, Those are probably the public sector. Yeah, they, yeah. They leave really yeah, early. Yeah, yeah, so they were, and I was, like, stressed. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was like, I don't want to leave that soon. Like, I, you know, what if Angie has the baby? This is my sister. I'm like, what if she has the baby? And, what if, and the baby ended up actually coming on July 19th. So it was perfect wow. that I didn't leave until the end of August. So everything worked out. Mm. And that journal entry shows me my mindset at that time was so frazzled. And nothing was in my control. You know, like, I could not make a baby come out of someone else's body. <laughs> as much as I tried. <laughs> and there was 
she didn't want to do the things. I'm like, can you do the walking? You should drink the tea. She didn't want to do none of that stuff. And I was so upset. But it reminds me of when I'm stressed now, I go back to that entry and say, look how everything worked out then. Why wouldn't it work out now? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes we forget, you know, yeah. like that's why journaling is so powerful because we forget those emotions but when you're journaling them it's like you're reliving that moment and i'm like laughing at myself like girl Mm. you were stressed but doesn't that also (laughs) show you how much you've grown as a person for you to read it over yourself and to recognize and have the awareness which i know we talk a lot about yes you know yes Mm. and that's why i love journaling because and i have journals from 2009 here i bought them with me Wow, so you brought them with you. Yes. Wow. Because it's it's powerful to read back and, and to see how far you've come in mm. life, you know. And like I said, you forget things, you know. Like, you can forget details. You're like, oh. Like, sometimes I'm reading, I'm like, oh, it did happen. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. That's cool. Or, dang, yeah, that was a hard time. And, you know, when you're able to write it down and, you know, you're writing down all those details, then when you look back on it, you're like, man, like, Everything worked out and you were so stressed about what was going to happen. And then you look at what was in my control, what was out of my control. How did I respond to this? How could I have been better? And I feel like it's teachable moments to read through my journal entries mm-hmm. to show me how far I've come, how much I've grown. And then mm-hmm. also to trust that all of these times it worked out for you. Why wouldn't it work out now? Mm-hmm. What yeah. makes this time different? Yeah, they're, they're powerful, I suppose, even more so because it's coming from yourself. Yeah, and when yeah. when the words are coming from yourself, you take notice more mm-hmm. rather than like if someone's telling you or it's advice given or sure. you know yeah sure. Um, so I suppose like where you're going through that transition of adapting and you've got your gratitudes and mm-hmm. you've got the books and the podcasts and the journaling. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment where it was oh, it's working? Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, there's, I I 100% attribute my life to the, the mindset that I have now, like, to, to see, like I said, it's, it, that's, that's, I just developed this new mantra for myself. Oh, it's not really new, but it's new for me. Hmm. I just started using it. Okay. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe like, mm, maybe a month or two ago, I started, you know, telling myself, like, it's all working out for you. Everything is working out for you. And especially when I feel myself starting the the stress starting to rise, you mm-hmm. know, um, the what if question starting to formulate in your mind where you're trying to be real, you're being realistic, air quotes here, mm-hmm. being realistic, mm-hmm. but really it's like, are you being realistic or, you know, are you, cre- are you creating this narrative about what could happen that may never happen? Mm-hmm. And you think you're preparing yourself, but also with you trying to prepare yourself, you're working yourself up on a false like made up platform of things that may never happen. Um, and so to bring myself back, it's like, it's all working out for you. And it has, and it does. And so I'm curious, what was the moment for you though, where you realized you had come from, uh, was it February, 2018? Mm-hmm. Where you then began to, you know, make these changes in your life that really enhanced your experience. Yeah. What was the moment where you, you knew, oh, like I actually have cracked it or you know see that's the thing I think it's also like you never you never arrive you're always you're always getting there well I suppose I'll rephrase then not that you've arrived Mm -hmm. I suppose that you've 
that you have improved, that you have yeah. bettered your life? Was there that kind of a moment? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the journaling is the documentation. Mm-hmm. It's the proof, you know, where you can see the difference in your reactions to life and your responses to life. And, um, you know, like even some, like, it, but it's such a gradual thing. Oh, it's small. Stuff. It's yeah. small. It's like, you know, it's like when you try to lose weight. I know. <laughs> like, okay. There's no, like, pivotal no. moment. I know. No, but it's like, if you're consistent, mm-hmm. you know, like, think about it. And this is another thing I tell myself, especially, like, with working out. I'm like, if you if you don't quit, what would you look like this time next year? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, every time I'm like, oh, oh, what is this? You know, like, I've been going to the gym for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even write. I've been doing all the things I'm supposed to do. But no, like you, you think about it, like progress is a slow process. Mm. And it's very hard to see how the needle is moving while you're in it. But looking back on it, like there's this quote by Steve Jobs and he says, it's something about like all the dots connect when you look back. All the, You know what I'm talking mm, about? Yeah. The quote? I love that quote because it's true. It's like all things. And that's another thing I, I tell myself. Everything is working together. Mm-hmm. everything is is has a meaning and everything has a purpose that you might not see why it's happening to, happening to you but it connects it's all interconnected mm-hmm. you know um so there's never a moment of like this isn't fair why is this happening to me you know like because it everything has a purpose that works together for your highest good i believe mm-hmm. that yeah yeah i believe that too mm-hmm. What's for you won't pass you. Yeah, that too. I believe that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That like, yeah, everything leads to a better moment or a better time. Mm-hmm. So was there a moment where you made a commitment or you kind of had that acceptance? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, you mean like committing to being here or like being an expat or... Yeah, committing to being an expat. Um, you know, I think I was all in from the moment that I got here. Okay. I've never been... You know how some you hear about some people that come out here and they're like, I'm going to do my two years and I'm going back. Yeah. Never. I never thought that way. Like I never thought mm-hmm. I would just do two years and then like do my, my first contract and go back, you know, um... I don't know how long I will stay. Like, I'm not like, I'm staying here indefinitely. Like, who knows, you yeah. know? But my desire to want to go back to the States right now is not, it's not a thing. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. like, looking to want to move from our school or not want to move from Abu Dhabi or trying to get to the next place or go back mm-hmm. home. Um, so I feel like I'm pretty committed. Like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I have found ways, even within our school, like, my first year, I, I felt like, I wasn't growing as a professional and then I had to change my even my mindset with that you know what I mean like using different opportunities that I was given at work to 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 me change my mindset about how can I grow professionally from this mm-hmm. you know like um I was um asked to be the house coordinator my first year and at first I was like like, I, I didn't know anything about it. I had to watch Harry Potter to get some ideas. I was like, what is this? <laughs> so, you know, and at first I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. And then I realized, like, you know, when I'm working with the students, when I'm working with other faculty members, I'm like, this is like a leadership position. You need to be able to work mm-hmm. with people. You need to be able to delegate tasks. You need to, I mean, because I could try to do it all by myself, but mm-hmm. it was a crash and burn trying to do it alone. 
especially coming from a reference of like, I'm American. We didn't do this back home. I don't know what this yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So I needed to rely on other people to help me. And I saw from even that something as small that I could have just blew off. They'd be like, yeah, and I'll do a couple activities with the kids. It's nothing. Like I really took it. It started to dawn on me that this is a professional growth opportunity. You know, when you need to work with other people, when you need to ask someone for help, when you need to tell someone, I need you to do this, this, and that, you need to be straightforward with your, um, your, I guess, your directives. You need mm-hmm. to be organized to keep the kids in, in a line of what, what the expectation is for them. You know, you need mm-hmm. to be prepared. And I felt like even with teaching out here, like, I mean, my first, <laughs> my first year... <laughs> My first year, like working with students that English is not their first language, I have had to grow astronomically in that. Mm. You know, like sometimes, like back home, you work with maybe you have a classroom is like twenty five kids, and maybe one or two are like EAL. Mm-hmm. Out here, like you know, when everyone pretty much is EAL, it's like you have to learn a different technique of how you're teaching these children, and if especially if you want them to get it. So that was a learning curve for me. And when I started to change my perspective of this being growth, it made a big difference about me feeling like I'm not fulfilled. I need to move on. Okay. You know? Yeah. But it's, it's a mindset shift. You know, some people may not see it like that. But for me, I'm like, there is an opportunity in every situation. You know, like, what how what is this here to teach you? What is this here to do to change you, you know? And that actually connects really well with the next question. Like, mm-hmm. what are the lessons that you have learned? I have learned to trust the process, that everything is working out for me, and that this is this is a dot in in my multiple connected dots in life. And sometimes, despite what it looks like, it's all necessary. You know, like it's all working itself together for mm-hmm. for a greater good and a greater purpose for you. Um, you know, I've learned how to to look within myself, to trust myself, to be able to know that I'm on the right path, I'm going in the right direction. You know, like the self-worth meter has gone through the roof, you know, like the self- Yes, queen. Yeah, you know, like, and and also just realizing like, not taking things personal, you know what I mean? Like understanding that everybody has their perspective and their lens that they they are focusing on, I mean, they're using to see the world through. And it, it has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. when someone comes back in a way that you're like, <laughs> excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and just also just learning how to be like an authentic version of my true self that it's like, you know, like be you, enjoy enjoy this time in your life and also to truly enjoy this time in my life. Like, mm-hmm. cause when it changes, I don't want to look back and say I took that for granted, you know? Yeah. Like, it's so many things that now I'm like, enjoy it, take advantage of this experience. Um, And not to say I wasn't before, but like, really, like, just really like not wanting to wish my life to be different, you know, and wanting to be on to the next great thing. Like, truly embrace the stage of my life that I'm in and be grateful for it. Mm -hmm. That's a new thing for me. Yeah. (laughs) No, I like, and obviously it's reflective of the... The gratitude attitude. Yeah. 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 Okay, Ashley, we'll go into our quick fire round. Okay. What is the first thing you notice about a person? Their energy. Mm. 
Like, you know, are they somebody that is is warm and welcoming or are they like kind of, you know, standoffish, like, but just the aura that they radiate for segments? And how, just for the listeners, because I understand what you're saying, but just in case there's anyone out there who doesn't mm-hmm. understand that concept, mm-hmm. could you tell us more? So... Like just being aware of the energy that they bring and mm. being sure, be, being able to gauge what kind of, if I match it or not, because energy is transferable, right? Mm. You know, you meet someone and if they're mean and nasty, you can very quickly find yourself being defensive, being just as mean and nasty or not as pleasant as mm-hmm. you normally would be, you know? Mm. But um, like I definitely make sure I take an inventory of like, what kind of energy is this person emitting? I know it has nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. you know, and then also being aware of what kind of, if, you know, what kind of energy I'm putting back out. Like, am I going to be, I don't know, I take a bit of a pause in that, especially if it's not positive energy that they're radiating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and, and, and that has, taking that pause before reaction has been huge, mm. you know. Does that like make sense? You think the listeners? No, it does. I'm I'm yeah. actually just so enthralled by what mm. you're saying. I'm like having a moment, but um, mm. no, it's so true. But having that moment yeah. of pause, taking the pause, mm. because a lot of times we react because we 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 and um, what's it um, ah, absorb. We absorb the energy, mm. you know. But it's like if it's something that you don't want to absorb, you got to repel, and you got to realize like, whoa, wait a minute, mm-hmm. without taking it like personal or like thinking there's something wrong with you or why are you talking to me this way or treating me this way and carrying something that isn't yours exactly yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so 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 true and you know that is something that I'm I got that more since I've been out Mm -hmm. here I like that Mm -hmm. I like that you noticed that about a person yeah so Ashley tell me are there any habits that have improved your life since living here hmm the gratitudes. <laughs> yeah. Um, habits that have improved my life. Just trying to see life from a different angle. You know, trying mm-hmm. to release the control for what I, you know, having my hand popped mm-hmm. all the time. You know, yeah. kind of like I was in 2017 when I was trying to get the baby out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, uh, but just... You know, wellness um, for myself, mm. very, very into that, like physical health, mental health. Um, like I get up early in the morning and I love it. I get up really mm. early, like 430 yeah. and I just sit on the couch and I read and it's quiet. And sometimes I just sit there and I just like, like, this is great. You know, I drink water um, if I want to listen to music or listen to a podcast. And I enjoy that time in the morning. Mm. You know, it's it's. It's great. That's a habit that I feel like has been really helpful. Yeah, like conquer your morning, conquer the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love my mornings. Yes. Yeah, I do. I yes, love and they're mine, you know, mm. like I don't have to share it with nobody. Yeah. And as much as like, like I said, for this point in my life, it's great, you know, and then when it changes, you look back on it and say, realize you didn't take it for granted when you had that time. Mm. You know. Yeah, that is so important. <laughs> okay, so Ashley... Tell me what is on your bucket list. What's on my bucket list? You know, 
I don't really know. I have a book called My Bucket List, and I was so excited about getting it before I moved here. It was like sold of like anthropology. Do you know about this book? No, no. It's like a hundred things that you would do, and it was. I was so excited about it. I got it right before I moved here as a gift, Aww. and I didn't fill it out, but I still have it. I should. But, have you seen the movie, The Bucket List? No. Oh, it's oh, fantastic. Is it? Yeah, it's got Morgan Freeman and oh. Jack Nicholson. What's on my bucket list? I don't know. Like, I guess I would say, you know, I really want to get my fluency in Spanish. Like, yeah. I want to be fluent in Spanish. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would love, I don't see, I, I don't have anything like skydive or bungee jump or anything yeah. like that. Um,. I would love to be like a speaker at a conference. Mm. Like I really want to be like an energized speaker, like not just a boring person standing up at the podium. I don't think you could ever be boring. To be I, you know what I mean? Like I want to be able to come out on stage. Hey, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like you know, I would love to do that. Um, I would lo- okay. I would love to go on a vacation, like a nice, like a vacation. I've never had one. A, a what? Sorry. A vacation. What's a vacation? Vacation <laughs> with your B? Yes. All right. Okay. Clearly, <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah, you know, like um, like I think that would be cool. You know what I mean? To travel with someone that you ah uh, right, I got yeah, you. Yeah, like you're you're seeing the world with somebody that you love, and yeah. you're experiencing that. Um, in theory, it sounds like it would be a good time. I mean, I don't know for the lovers out there, they'd be like, no, nah, it ain't what you think. <laughs> Make a break. Make a break. Make a break. Oh, traveling will do that, right? Well, you have to know someone you either live with them or you travel with them. Oh, my mom used to always say, you don't know someone until you live with them. Mm. Which I can see that because it's like, you know, you're with them all the time. But, um, you know, I guess... (sighs) Bucket list. I don't know. I guess I'm just... The ones you've named are nice. Yeah, I like them. Where would you go on your vacation? Where would I go? You know what? Some of the beaches in Africa like look amazing, like Mozambique and oh. have you ever seen them? No. Oh I've been to Zanzibar. Yeah, that too. I've never been. Mm. Um, Zanzibar is beautiful. They look amazing. Mm. I mean, like, of course, you know, with these bodies of water, I feel like a vacation is like, you know, you got to be on the island. That's probably like mm. such a basic thought, but like Maldives, Seychelles, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. But somewhere that's not like hustle and bustle where you just oh, no. chill for the whole time. See, yeah. that's the thing. You just want to chill. Mm. Water bungalow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. I haven't been to Bali. I'd love to go there too. Bye. That doesn't have to be a vacation though. Bye. Be pretty love. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh. Julia Roberts, each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is, this question next is perfect for you. Yeah. What are you most grateful for in your life? I am most grateful for good health, um, my family and friends. I am most grateful for this opportunity to to take to have wanted to take this chance and have like did it like mm. that, that I'm actually doing it. Yeah. And and I'm grateful for the transformation that has come with being an expat. Was that cheesy? Yeah. No, it's not cheesy at all. It's true. Yeah, it's like, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it is true. It's your truth, girl. Your truth. It is. I'm grateful for the for the the person I'm becoming, 
I'm grateful for the experiences that I've had, that even the ones that seem to be the worst, you know, sometimes the hardest things we go through, they, they shape you, they mm-hmm. catapult you into a a new life. There's a gift in everything. It is. There is a gift in everything, yeah. yeah I really believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. No matter how bad things are, mm-hmm. there's always some good that can come out of it. Yeah, and it might not be immediate. It of might course, be later. Yeah, you yeah. know, you yeah. may have to. It's so many things that could be like later on in life. Mm-hmm. Like I said, all the dots connect. Well, yeah, Steve Jobs said that, but you know, I well, agree. Look at what we're living in right now, and there's still some gifts oh, to come yeah. out of it. You know, I yeah. feel like 2020 has definitely been a year of, of you know, how could you not be looking for things to be grateful for to get through this year? You know, mm-hmm. for every day that you're healthy. For every day that you are still employed, for every day that you still have, you know, your close family and friends that are still here, mm-hmm. um, it's like, it because it could be always, it could always be worse, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't take that for granted at all. Here, here, girl. Mm-hmm. Is there any content that you've consumed that has influenced a positive change in your life? So this could be. A book, a documentary, mm. a quote, oh. a person. You know what? I love this quote by Napoleon Hill that says, "The only limitations, the only we, the only limitations we have are the ones we set up in our own minds." That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Let me get the exact quote. Go for it, girl. Wait a minute. Okay, so it says, "Our only limitations are those we set up in our own minds." Yes. Yes. And I feel like that quote has, like, anytime I'm feeling limited for something, I'm like, it's in your mind. Mm -hmm. This limitation is only in your mind because, you know, like, understanding limited beliefs, understanding when, you know, are you really being held back? Like, are there outside circumstances that's keeping you from achieving or is it you? You know, and since then, that has transformed my thinking and realizing that you know anything is possible and when it's not possible it's you know possibly kind of like me mm. limiting myself within reason you know mm. a man wanting to have a baby is just not possible <laughs> he can't carry the kid where did that thought come from i mean i'm just saying because you know somebody might be like bull <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean oh my goodness i love that you're so funny <laughs> But I do, I completely agree. Yeah. Like it, it's truth, yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that will agree that, like, we are our own worst critics. Oh, yeah. You know, we are our own obstacles. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it can take a while for us to realize that sometimes. Yes. Mm. You know, one thing I, I, I love, I feel like I was just listening to this sometime this week. It's talking about taking responsibility for things instead of blaming others. Mm. Because there's so much power in you accepting responsibility for anything and sometimes it's easier to say it's somebody else's fault but or why something's not happening for you it's it's your fault or is but it's like if you can find any any place to take any responsibility for something that's going on there is power in that because within you taking that responsibility you can make a change and you can make action take action Mm -hmm. if it's somebody else's fault you will never have control over your life i used to tell my students that back home when they would come in my office and talk about how the teacher did this or did that and i'm like you know, if it's always someone else's fault, you will never have control of your life. Because mm-hmm. you, know, you can't control other people. Yeah. So. 
And what comes to mind as well is you can't control other people's perceptions of you. No, not yeah. at all. You can. You I mean, yeah. it's it's an uphill battle of, of all this effort for no reward. Yeah, it's a waste of energy. It is, yeah. Mm. So, Ashley, to end on the final question, yeah, what is your favorite song? <sighs> I love music. I love music. So, I don't know. I don't have a favorite song. I mean, you know what? I don't know because I I love so many different genres of music. Let me think of like my latest obsession. That's on repeat. Um, is there anything that's like a go-to song for you? <laughs> like when you need a boost and you need that like mood shift, you know? Oh man, shift. it's always oh, shoot. Go for it. What's on your mind? You know what I. I do like, so I, I like to listen to uh, like Spanish music, like bachata, merengue. Um, there's a song by Celia Cruz called La Negra Tiene Tumbayo. And I love the beat. And it's like, it's like, it's such a fun, uplifting song. And I, I have a friend that's from Costa Rica. And I was like, so what exactly does that mean? And I, I'm learning Spanish. and mm. But it's like, I was like, uh... What is Tumbayo? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Never heard of it before. But he was saying, like, it, it's kind of like a, like the, the, it's like a catchy, like a song that's like about like, you know, this woman that has like style and, you know. Sass. And, yeah, yeah. Like, it's kind of like a, a attitude to her, you know, mm. and I'm like, oh, that's great. I love it. It's, I listen to it at least once a day. So that's your song? Yeah. I don't know if I would say it's my song, but it's my. But if one you listen to it once a day, it's a hit. It's a hit. It's a hit. It's a hit. Oh, I, like I don't know. Okay. I don't even know how long, how old it is. It may be an old song, but mm. you know, but I love it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'll have to play it. Obviously, I can't play it now, but we'll have to play it afterwards. We'll have to play it afterwards. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. So, tell the listeners the name of the song and the name of the artist once more. Oh, it's called La Negra. Tienen Tumbayo by um, Celia Cruz. Celia Cruz. Yeah. Okay. Is she Spanish? She is. She's from oh. Cuba. All right. And you know what else? So she's Cuban but speaks Spanish? Yeah, they speak Spanish in Cuba. Yeah, so she's not Spanish. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, oh, you know what? I didn't know what you, Okay, never mind. All right. Cut all that. No, no. You know what? <laughs> but when you said, yeah, she's from Cuba, I was like, what? Because you know what? So many people say... They, like, okay, like, and this is, like, so you can edit this out. But, like, so many people would be like, yeah, she's Spanish. And I'm like, but Spanish is from Spain. Yeah, yeah. But so many people will use Spanish to, like, oh. like it's, maybe it's just Americans. Maybe home. it's America. Maybe it's just us. America. 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 <laughs> um, okay. But you know what else I love, too, is um, Katy Perry's. Um, Yes. Resilient. You told me about this. You played it for me. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's choose that one. Yeah, like, we can. Katy Perry's Resilient. We can add in that as a second. Let's just add that in. Yeah. In okay, so that. Okay, and then I'll say, and you can edit all that I'm out. I'm not going to edit it out. You're not I think this? it's funny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Katy Perry's Resilient. Yeah, I can't believe she's had a baby album. Orlando Bloom. Oh. It's so adorable. Oh, Katy Perry. I love her. Mm, she's she's cool. Yeah, she's very cool. All right, Ashley, thank you so very much for being part of my podcast and for agreeing to be my guest. Oh, anytime. It was my pleasure to be here. I've had so much fun interviewing you. 
Thank you. Thank you. And I'm sure we will collaborate in some way again in the future. If you want me to come back, just let me know. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to end on? Any any message you want to send out? Um No, I just thank you so much for having me and I hope your listeners enjoy our chat today. All right. Thank you. Thank so you, Ailish. Thank you, Ashley. You're welcome. I'm sure we'll meet again very soon. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to meet again because we're in school. We're working together. I'm going to see you tomorrow. I'm going to see you tomorrow. I'm going to see you tomorrow morning, yeah. 7 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs>